Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap up. And this week we're gonna be taking a look at the YouTube dislike button. The button's staying, but the count is going away. A lot of creators have been not happy about this, myself included. So we're gonna take a deep dive and see what this is all about right now. So let's first take a look at what's going to happen with the dislike button in a few weeks. And what I thought I would do is show you this in the context of Rebecca Black's Friday video. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, this was about 10 years ago. And Rebecca Black's family had bought her this music video production uh, for a bat mitzvah present. So basically this music company would have the kid perform a song and they would shoot a professional looking video to go with it. And then they would put the video up on YouTube. Nobody gave this a second thought, but somehow this video went totally viral. And as you can see from the ratio here, it was so bad it was good. It had 3.9 million dislikes to 1.3 million likes. And it was a very bad experience for Rebecca Black because the media kind of picked up on this negativity and amplified it. And she unfortunately went through a lot of awful stuff in her middle school. I think she was only 13 or 14 at the time this went viral. And it was a bad experience early on, but she was able to turn it into a career. She actually is still performing to this day. So she was able to make something positive out of it. But I think this kind of exemplifies some of the things that YouTube is trying to course correct on here. Now, after this dislike button is changed, what's gonna happen is, is that if you go to Rebecca Black's video, you can still dislike it, but you're only going to see the like count here. Even the little bar chart at the bottom of the like and dislike is going to disappear. And what they intend to do here is have you basically send your dislikes privately to the creator. And I'll show you what it looks like on the creator side in a few minutes but all the public is going to see is just the positives, not the negatives. Now, YouTube says they are doing this to cut down on creator harassment, specifically the practice known as dislike attacks. This is where people flood into a channel they don't like and drive up the public dislike count as high as they can get it. YouTube said a lot of creators were telling them that this was making them feel uncomfortable and unhappy, and so they ran an experiment to see if uh, taking away the dislike count would cut down on people doing dislike attacks. And in their experiment, they found that that was the case. Channels that had the dislike count hidden were less likely to be subject to attack versus those that had a public count. My concern, though, is that the like and dislike are one of the few publicly facing signals that a new viewer can get to get a sense as to whether or not a channel is something they want to invest their time in. So when somebody comes to my channel for the first time and all of the other channels on YouTube, right now there's a few signals that give them an indicator as to what this creator's track record is. The first one, of course, is the subscriber count. How many people have clicked subscribe because they like something that this creator did over a period of time? That's an important one. Another one, of course, is the view count. Is this video getting watched often? If it is, then that might be something to invest some more time in because other people have found it interesting enough to click on. I also look at the date it was posted to see the recency of it, especially if it's something newsworthy like the topic we're talking about today. And then of course, you've got the public like and dislike buttons here and an indicator of how many people have clicked each one since the video was posted. And on my channel, there's about seven or eight of you that every time I upload something, you click the dislike button almost the second the video is 
published, and that's fine. Some people don't like me, and if they want to spend their time clicking dislike buttons on people, that's their prerogative. But the ratio here, generally for my videos, is pretty good. And I think collectively, all of these public signals indicate that this channel might be one that has some value on the platform. And when I am looking for content to watch, I am looking at all of those things and putting a different weight on it depending on different circumstances. And that's something that YouTube found in their discussions about this feature as they were making their decision. And they heard from people who said, uh, some of you use the public dislike count to help decide whether or not to watch a video. And one of the things that I think is really important is when you're trying to determine if a source is reputable or not. And this goes beyond just news and politics. I think it actually could impact the health of YouTube as a search platform. Here's a great example from Clinton and Jeff the other day involving somebody who posted what they say is a trailer for season two of the Squid Game on Netflix. And these things are up all the time. In fact, this weekend, I was looking for the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that was supposedly coming out, and I was presented with a bunch of fake listings. But when I went into those videos, I could see that the dislike ratio was quite high, which led me to believe that this was not the trailer I was looking for. And here's an example now of what these trailers are gonna look like. You're gonna see all the likes but none of the dislikes. And I think what'll end up happening here is that these fake trailers in this example are going to get more watch time and get recommended more often than they are now. Because what I do is I pop into the video, if the dislike level is high, I'm immediately out. And that's a signal to YouTube that says, hey, this thing is not a good search outcome because too many people are leaving this video quickly. Without that signal to know that this is fake, I think it's going to drive up a lot of poor search results on YouTube and create a lower quality environment for users. But YouTube reiterated that the button is not going away, it's just that the dislike number is only going to be visible to the creator and no one else. What was also interesting was this line where they said viewers can still dislike videos to tune their recommendations. And that led me to once again bring up this issue of algorithmic ambiguities on this platform. And the link in that statement takes you to this post from September where YouTube talks about how likes and dislikes impact the recommendation engine. And from this description, it appears as though it only impacts you directly, not anyone else. And I think a lot of the anxiety that comes out of these large dislike numbers comes from creators who feel like they're being attacked and that this attack will result in their video getting recommended less often. But according to YouTube here in this post, that is not the case. If you are someone who dislikes a video, you are less likely to see more videos from that creator or perhaps videos on a specific topic from that creator, but it's not going to impact the search or uh, recommendations for other users. At least that's what YouTube is saying here. The problem though is that once again, we don't get the full picture. In fact, when you dig into that article, YouTube talks about how there are times when the weight of those likes and dislikes and coming up with recommendations will vary based on how often you use the feature. And one of the biggest frustrations for me as a creator is that we never know the context of why somebody clicks the dislike button. I would love for there to be an optional thing that you could type in to send a private note to the creator if you're not comfortable posting it publicly as to why you clicked that button. 
Certainly it would be easier to have urine a-hole option that could very uh, quickly explain why they just dislike me in general. But sometimes people click the dislike button because they don't like what's going on within the topic that we're discussing. Here's a great example. Uh, the other day we did that video about how YouTube might get dumped off of Roku. That video did very well. We had almost 53,000 views. 1,628 of you clicked the like button. 38 clicked dislike. I don't know why they clicked it. Maybe some people don't like the fact that YouTube is leaving Roku and they clicked the button for that reason. So it's not properly explained to viewers what that button is for. And I don't think viewers know what happens when they click it because for the 38 people that clicked the down button there who just didn't like the fact that YouTube and Roku are in dispute, they may never see one of my videos again as a result of that because YouTube doesn't explain to anyone how this algorithm works. So why is YouTube really doing this? Well, the reason is, is that they're trying to avoid bad press like this story recently in the New York Times about how young creators are burning out and breaking down. And there are anxieties that come with running your own YouTube channel. But to be honest with you, there are anxieties running your own small business, which this is too. You can't get rid of the stress, especially in a business where you voluntarily put yourself out there in the public eye for criticism. We're in a democracy, people have opinions and they're going to express them in the comment stream and you can't protect everybody from everything. But I think we're going to see more and more of these kinds of changes because YouTube does not want to become Facebook and be the evil social media company. They want to stay ahead of these bad stories and demonstrate that they're doing things to cut down on the anxiety of the creators that are on their platform. And the reason why I think this is more for show than it is for anything of value is when you go in and look at some of the settings that you have when you upload a video, you can turn off the like and dislike ratio if you want, and that would accomplish the same thing that they're now applying to everyone. I don't want this feature disabled on my channel. If I did, I would have clicked on the button there and turned it off. Likewise, if you don't like the kinds of comments you're getting, you can prevent them from being published until they're reviewed or just turn them off completely. The bottom line here is that they've always provided tools to creators to reduce some of these anxiety causing things. And I think people have left them on because they feel like this impacts the algorithm in some way. And that's because YouTube has never told us the impact of these features on algorithmic recommendations. So if they're really serious about cutting back on anxieties, tell us how it works. And I think that will go a long way. But we're not done yet because now creators are complaining about the fact that one of the most useful features on the YouTube back end, the ranking by views, is another cause of anxiety. Yes, I get frustrated when a video is shown as 10 of 10, uh, especially when I work so hard on it. But the reality is if viewers were interested in this video, they would have clicked on it. And it signals to me that I need to try something different next time. And I've been surprised by this ranking also. When we did the review of the smart clock the other day, I thought for sure that thing would be a 10 out of 10. I was just hoping to get some search traffic on that. And sure enough, it was something that you all found of interest and it was a five out of 10, who knew? So this is something that I think is really valuable to me as a creator to gauge what you're interested in not by asking, but by seeing how your behavior is impacted by what I put in front of you. And right now I'm seeing a lot of creators now starting to complain about it. And I think it is something that is important for understanding your audience. And we may not like the results, 
but the results are the reality of what the marketplace out there, the viewers, are looking for. And by taking away all these features that help us make those decisions, it devalues the platform as a whole. So what are some of the things that YouTube could do instead of this blanket policy? Well, I think the first thing they could have done was take action against some of these vectors of harassment, especially in the case of a dislike attack. This would have been very detectable and probably is detectable by their algorithms, especially because they could in their study compare the people without the public count to the ones that did have it. And they found that people with the public count got attacked more often. If they could detect the attack, why couldn't they just negate its effect and wipe out those false negatives against the channel and leave the organic ones? More importantly, though, they could explain the algorithm to us because I think a lot of the source of anxiety about dislikes is that it might hurt your chances of getting recommended. If it only impacts the person that clicked the dislike button and not the rest of YouTube, there's not as much to worry about there. And to some degree, if the attackers knew that clicking that button did not cause harm to the creator that they don't like, they're probably less incentivized to go and attack that creator because the button doesn't do anything beyond just put a number up. Now, this next one is something we've had all along, which is the ability for us as creators to decide what is public facing on our channel and how we interact with the public. We have full control over likes and dislikes being visible, over our subscriber counts, even the comment stream we have a lot of control over. I don't see why we had to make this big change impacting everybody when people could have just turned the feature off in the first place. But you know, let them tell us why they did that. Uh, the last thing is that I think YouTube should provide creators with an overall weather report about the content space that they're in. So for example, I'm in tech, I cover technology. How is the technology topic doing overall on YouTube? Because I've seen my traffic tail off over the last six months or so. I attribute that to people getting back out again and watching less television. And I've talked to a lot of other creators that are in my space anecdotally, and they've all seen similar drops in traffic. But I don't know for sure what the data is on this. I know for sure when I upload a video, that's 10 out of 10 on my rankings how it's doing. But I don't know where I sit compared to other creators in this space. Because if there's something that is unique to my channel insofar as traffic is concerned, that would be really helpful to know. And I think when creators see their traffic diving, sometimes it's not your fault, it's everybody. And it would be good to know that. And I think that would be something that would really help address this anxiety and burnout issue that they're trying to work on. So get those likes and dislikes in while you can. I don't know what happens when you click on the dislike button, but I sure would appreciate a thumbs up on this video. Now this week's wrap up is being brought to you as always by all of you. And I wanna give a big thumbs up to some super chatters who contributed during a live stream the other day. They are Zam, Ryan Plumley, Prime, Eric's Variety Channel, and Josiah Guernsey. And this is another area of algorithmic ambiguity because a lot of creators tell me, don't do live streams, it'll kill your channel. And I have no idea because YouTube has never told us the impact of live streams, but I know a lot of you like them, so I'm gonna keep doing them, but who knows what it's done to my traffic over the long term. We also have some new supporters here on the channel to thank, including Sheila Armour, or Armour, who contributed via the YouTube membership program. Hopefully I got your name right there. And we also have a new float plane supporter, King in the North. And I wanna thank everyone who contributed this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis too, because that watch time 
equals a lot of channel growth, and I want to thank you all for your support. And if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution across many different platforms, including Floatplane, the YouTube membership program, my own donor box page that I manage myself, and of course, Patreon. We have other channels you can follow me on, including my Amazon page at lon.tv slash Amazon shop. Interestingly, Amazon has a thumbs up button for whether or not the video is helpful. So there's no down vote, but there's only a helpful vote, which I think is a more in context kind of request of someone to click on something. By the way, if you go to that Amazon link, you can watch most of my review videos ad free. We have some ways to engage with the channel, including my email list. And I've sent out a few emails over the last couple of months. It's not too frequent, but when I've got something to talk about, I'll blast out an email to all of you. We've got the Facebook group. We also have the Discord, which is starting to get a little more chatty. And I turned on some notifications on my phone now to see activity there. So if you want to hop into Discord, definitely have at it and join some of our friends there. But the Facebook group has been pretty busy too. And then we've got my store at lon.tv store where I sell previously reviewed items, the things that I bought to review here on the channel. There's only one of everything. So if you want to get notified, we've got another email list for that at lon.tv store alert. And when you sign up for that list, every time I add something to the store, I blast out an email so you know there's something there so you can hop in and get it. So have at it if you're looking for something. And if you're looking for something that's not on the store that I reviewed, email me because I may have just lost it in the pile over there. And I'd love to get rid of it because the pile is getting too big. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up. Thank you all for your continued support and viewership. And hit that like button, will you? We'll see you next time. And until then, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.tv supporters, including gold level supporters, hot sauce and video games. Brian Parker, Chris Allegretta, Tom Albrecht, Thomas Anfang, Jim Tannis, and Handheld Obsession. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv s.